Salutations, dear listeners. This is Boneyards and Boojums, a Library, and then the guy came in and said we we're under attack. We were heading over to the library. Okay. Yeah. And we, the place, the place had just gotten attacked, and I was like, "Well, let's hurry over to the library so I can get my things then." Right. Okay. <laughs> so you weren't under attack, but the place, uh, its guards yeah. were like, "Yeah, we're holding back the line. It's you know one of those nights kind of thing." Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Large amounts of activity outside for who knows what reason. As was. Excuse me. I'm sure. Yeah. It is totally not a coincidence. Of course not. All right, Wait, so nudge. you are... Are you in the library, or are we just headed to the library here? Headed to the library, we were just leaving. We were just leaving the office to go to the library. Okay, and you're accompanied by Alexandre and... And So Cecile or Sicily? How did I go with that? I don't remember. Cecile, I think, is what I went with. So, yeah, Alexandre... There's a lot of French people in this one, and there's reasons for that. Uh, yeah, so... Library. Uh, yeah, who's... Leading the the group to the library, I guess following oh, Alexandria. Totally, yep, I'm totally like eager to get to that library and start reading quickly. Okay. Mm-hmm. And doing well, my research. Yeah, so you're going down that hallway. It is uh again a lot like a cave, um, like everything else here, but with some what you wouldn't know as modern amenities because it's the wrong year. Uh but uh basically some amenities of lights and uh Nicely painted, and, you know. It, indoor plumbing, different. What's that? <laughs> Lots of indoor, indoor plumbing. plumbing. Indoor plumbing, things that you are you more associate generally with the very rich in the 1900s seem to be, or in the 19th century seems to be fairly the very common. much the upper crust. Electric yeah. lights, amazing. Yep. Yeah, because I think electricity is known of in the time you're mm-hmm. from, just not a super common thing. Something that gets shown off in, oh yeah, definitely electricity is known of, but it's like shown off at world's fairs and things like that. Uh, I think that's part of what triggered the whole rabbit hole thing, in fact, actually. But uh, yeah, uh, you, uh, who's headed there first though? I think it's Metatrophini, is it? Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is these really grand doorways that you you think are, you know, wow, how, how rich are these people? But uh, to them, it's probably not that big of a deal. Kind of double doors leading into a library that is very dense with books. Um, it is, uh, let's say, definitely wall to wall of books. It's a fairly hefty room, if probably more like a 20 by 25 foot room. Uh, books floor to ceiling, some tables around. Very quiet, like you'd expect a library. Um, only person in here, though, is a very obvious. Hulk Sorid. And how many of you have ever encountered a Sorid, let alone a Hulk Sorid? Uh, not me. Never a Hulk. Yeah. I'm not Sorry. sure. Ma- Madame Trefini may have seen one, but I don't think she would have really talked to them much. Yeah, the Sorids, yes, but not, not a Hulk. They're very mm-hmm. uncommon. Uh, 
depends on what I what I had seen like in the um I don't know if it well it probably has spread to the west but you know well, if I encountered one on like say a count cattle drive or something very or unlikely that- because they're not boojums um boojums are transformed humans these right. are natives of the um grove from groveners world uh mm-hmm. these are yeah you know, earth dawns to scrang um right uh uh, from whatever world they came from, uh, there's actually more than just one race of them. There are at least three. Um, and the Hulks are the big ones. They're kind of like the troll equivalent, I think, of the to Skrang uh, in this case. Or Snark uh, in this case. Yeah, Snark. It'd, be, it'd probably be a comparable size to a Snark. And uh, this one's wearing full robes. Uh, looks actually uh, pretty pretty identifiable as a librarian you would think if you were just to take a wild guess or some kind of sage or someone who's a wise person and blues a blue skin i guess the scales and uh seem to be sitting and reading and they actually have reading glasses this individual as you come in madam trafini's gonna sort of look him up and down because i'm sure he's probably taller sitting down than she still is as a human for a little bit she's like somebody's mother fed him well and you look up and stare at you and you're like, well, you uh, have an interesting costume there. Um, I haven't seen you around. Who are you? And this one actually has a completely legitimate British accent, which I'm not going to try to emulate, but you have definitely never yeah. heard a sword <laughs> with a perfect accent because they any oh. swords you would have met would have learned their language. In the last year or two. Yeah. So kind of like Hulk speak almost? Mm, More like broken English, like someone who's learning it as a second language kind of thing, is what you would have expected Ah. before. Well, that's very refreshing to hear someone speaking so clearly and not with an accent. And she'll kind of glance at the Frenchies. Madame Trefini. Jacob just kind of looks down at Trefini for the (laughs) accent comment. Madame Trefini, at your service. Care of 1879. Uh, and he looks up to Alexandre and he says, uh, Some spirits of yours you've conjured up here, apparently? Uh, they're very solid. You've really improved your abilities. Not a spirit. <laughs> Somehow here from a hundred years ago. Uh, okay. Not dead, very much Fair alive. Enough. And I'm guessing Amos and Jacob are visible now. Yep. I'll, uh, come, I'll come in. Amos Blackstone, how might I be of service? Uh, how might I be of service? Sounds like I should be asking. Ah, oh, Uh, about that. (laughs) We want Uh, to know about the beginning of all the bone things. Bone things. Oh, the marionettes. Yes, it happened right around our time, and we believe we're seeing the beginnings of it in Europe, in England right now, or were a few moments ago. Our right years. now, your hundred years ago. Yes. Uh, so we want, I'm hoping we can get back and perhaps maybe try to prevent all of this. Well, I am Oyer. I am a scholar. Uh, I come from uh, what they call the Grove, but uh, my land. Uh, oh, we won't speak too much of that. But uh, I've been here for all of my life almost, and uh, I have. Uh, he, he, you could tell he almost said, I've never met spirits this solid before or something like that. And he just kind of trails off of his like, raise a hand. Not met such young people from the 19th century. 
so sweet of you to say, dear. Uh, you know, Terrence is the closest thing, I think. <laughs> and, uh, okay, well, uh, he gives Alexandre kind of a look as if he's, <laughs> he's just kind of like, yeah, I think these are spirits, but I'll humor them. And, uh, dear, so you're looking for I could rightly change. I could change that right quick and in a hurry. <laughs> well, he didn't say anything. He's just looking in a certain way. Yeah. That's, you know. <laughs> yes. Uh, books. History. Books. Uh, All right. Around 1879, I believe. Okay. And well, whatever, yeah. whatever timing it started and the best information you can have on it. Well, what was it? 1876 or so, the... Uh, Rabbit hole opened. Yes, around there. Just like around there. <laughs> and he close, uh, close enough looks around at the history shelf and um, begins looking through some books. Um, Madame Trefini, you have research as a skill, right? I do have research as All my right. skill. Through study and investigation, you find information, including library research, looking up on rumors and legend, make a research test against the target number. So I will, uh, while I gotta look out, Oyer is busy doing his thing. I'm gonna let you roll your research. Okay. Woohoo! It is. It is a, it's listed as a defaultable skill, so that means anyone can do this as well, in addition. So, all right. Sure. Well, we need to roll for it. Good. Yeah, maybe we'll do one at a time. We'll start with the 11 here with, uh, Madame Trefani. So this allows for obscure knowledge. So what I think I'll manifest this as is maybe let's do three questions um, that you have okay. as a player, and we will figure that out, what you find out of that. Um, so she's one of the things she definitely wants to try to find is like sort of a more, they said it happened in France. She's trying to find yes. more sort of where in France, because that's a big rabbit hole to look through. Big haystack. <laughs> exactly. France is a large haystack. Oyer uh, pulls out the one of the histories of uh, France, I'll say, and uh, goes back to a section about the 1880s. And it's uh, he says, well, it's fairly clear. A lot of this began um, in Paris, uh, is what most scholars agree upon. Um, there was uh, an army of... Well, skeletons of various kinds, somehow um, put together by um, forces loyal to the uh, Napoleonic House, which had been uh, gotten rid of uh, in the 1860s, I think it was, 1870s, somewhere around there, when they brought in the Republic. And, uh, well, Napoleon, the Prince, Prince Napoleon, um, the, who later became Napoleon IV, not too happy. and or were his followers, and uh, it appears someone uh, helped them out to reclaim the throne through an uh, army uh, mixed with skeletons and living folk. Um, but the skeletons were all... They weren't really undead, though. They're they are like um, they're like what we deal with now. Manufactured copies? Uh, they're, they're like the marionettes we deal with right now. The, with the plaster. So, uh, right. Yeah. So not real bone. Uh, there is real bone used, but there is some art of some components to it that are more golem-like than yeah. That would be a good comparison. Undead skeletons. Yes. 
And so I think that gets you the answer of Paris. Uh, okay. What's another question? Um, Because it said there that somebody helped him do this. So maybe trying to see if there's any information on who that person is or who that person was who brought that to him. Okay. The ability. I think uh, because you've handed Oyer, like our Oyer's handed you the book and you can do yep. a quick read through of that. Yep. And um, you find out about um, one of his... Um, generals later named a general but earlier on was kind of a co-conspirator was an individual known as general riviere uh, who was a sordid mystic um stood out quite a bit in history because swords weren't didn't tend to get terribly involved in politics uh certainly not in england and <laughs> you wouldn't think they get involved in french politics either but uh, they did in this case um it's uh, definitely a magician type uh, individual who uh, was raised to the rank of general um, after the restoration of the uh, French throne. And his full name was uh, Ver Riviere, so as in Green River, basically. Green River. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> and sort of, so there's things that sort of hint that he could have been the one. Yeah, uh, because he was fairly, there was, I guess uh, maybe because it's a history book, there's going to be things about some scholars think this, some think that, but the general consensus is that it's kind of a little suspicious that, you know, their military general was clearly a magic uh, user of high regard, like of great power. And I um, thought you said his name was General Rivera, not General Consensus. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah so that generally they think that he was the person probably behind he seemed the most obvious unless there's someone else in the background the most obvious driver of like or the most obvious person to have raised this army and clearly he was rewarded for it yeah okay um third question uh, probably looking at roughly when that part started. Because we, we sort of have a very rough idea that it happened after our new year, but we don't really know much about when. Hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So the actual skeletons raising and taking over Paris, at least, was 1882. Okay. So we have a little bit of time. Yep. Uh, we'll, I'll give a date. How about uh, we'll go with July 6th. Okay. July 6th. Was... Uh, the first uprising in Paris, and the we'll say that the the crown was restored by August twentieth. Okay, same year. Six. That didn't take long. Well, you got a big army of skeletons behind you. True yeah. enough. People. It's not like to, they need to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> they just I mean, it's not just skeletons. It was a mix of live individuals and Marianne. Yeah. Okay, that works for me. Okay. That gives us some time frames. And why don't we go with Jacoby, if he's going to take yeah. a look through some books. Because I know he likes reading. He doesn't <laughs> yeah. have research as a skill, but you can default to perception. No karm, of course. I think what will happen is Oyer will point you to a section of books that um, you can take a look at while he's looking at some other ones. And uh, I can't use perception because I don't have a skill. Yeah, It's, uh, uh, it's just your... st- straight perception. Yeah. You can't use karma. That's what you probably meant. That, that's what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you get general knowledge. So I'll say you get one question. Nothing too terribly specific, but general, broad. 
Or maybe, yeah, you can have a specific question, but I might give more general answer. How about that? That's fair. Instead of um, the exact date. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we know that there were... We, we know the, the big push, the big reveal. Um, I, I might want to see if there were similar incidences to this skeleton army rising up. Okay. Um, you know, like, you know, the building up to this big reveal type of thing, like we'd seen on my farm and in town with the scarecrows and the pumpkin. Because it sounds like they're escalating every time they do this. So I want to see, it, it's more general, but I want to see if there were any sort of like um, similar instances leading up to the big push in July, you said. Yeah. July of 1882. Yeah, right. definitely. There was uh, an organization known as the Ossuarium um, that was believed to okay. be involved in, um, they were kind of rumored to be involved and nobody could fully prove that they were behind it, but they became a lot more prominent and um, became better known once the whole French thing happened. Um, they kind of faded off later on, but in the early days, they were kind of a hodgepodge group of people that seemed to be testing things around the world, uh, involving, you know, there's, there was stories around the world for about three, four years of the occasional, like, you know, skeleton of a deer showing up and then a skeleton of like a dinosaur happened once. And that was a huge deal. Um, and or just the skeletons of pets and people but it was always small stories here and there mm -hmm. like smaller scale i'm going to jot this name down as well How as a couple you spell that ossuarium it's just like ossuary which is like a bone um, o-s-s-u-a-r-i-u-m yeah and i think while you're looking that up um Pam, I forgot to give you one detail because okay. you, you did get a high roll there and everything. And I should give you okay. a little more detail because there's something that would maybe catch your eye. Um, there was a, actually a specific location where a lot of this army got raised out of. And okay. it was pretty obvious to everyone afterwards where all the bones came from. Okay. Um, I don't know if you as a player know this. Uh, would be able to guess where in Paris these would all come from. I, I have curious. some thoughts. I have some thoughts of the... Uh... The oh, under, dear. All the things underneath Paris. Yes, yeah, the, catacomb the Catacombs de Paris. Yeah. Catacomb de Paris um, is where all of these came from. Um, now, does that, that uh, remind you of anything you, Madame Trefini came across earlier? This might be a little obscure, but I just wanted to see if Let you... Let me just check and see my notes if I had anything along those lines. Specific to Catacomb de Paris. can't remember off the top of my head. Okay, so you found an inscription on one of these uh, bones right. a long time back. CDP. CDP, you're right. <laughs> that was on one of the plaster bones, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, uh, as the origin in this case. Um, yeah, Catacomb de Paris, uh, capital C, small D, small D, capital P. And All so right. I think for Madame Trefini, she might connect the dots on that one. Yep. As it were. Um would almost like to take a, a look. Heck yes. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> yep. He's holding one of the books upside down. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, Madame Trafini just like as she's reading her book, reaches over, flips it right turns side it up. Upside down. <laughs> and she actually like already she has, of course, little reading glasses. Like the pu- the perfect little circular reading wire reading glasses on her perched on her oh. nose. Uh, and he he'll just kinda of mutter, uh, it's in French. Yeah, that book's in <laughs> French, but maybe as you're looking through, so what I'll do is I'll treat that as you don't get a question, but you do find some information that is adjacent and may or may not be relevant to anyone. Look at the pictures uh, then, dear. Yeah, I think there is actually one with a picture that catches your eye. Um, you uh, actually, this actually is not even in the book. You know what? You tend to have in the walls of libraries, wherever there's a wall that doesn't have a book on it. Um, in England, you'll somewhere have a portrait of the queen or king or whatever at the time. There is a portrait of a individual with giant monarch butterfly wings on the wall with a crown on their head. Oh. Well, it you catches your eye. <laughs> and it says King Denston, the Awakened. So what I'm hearing is that windlings. Uh, this individual's pretty big. Oh. Uh, you can tell from the f- from the thing it's not a fairy uh, necessarily, but it is someone who has, from what you can tell, it looks like uh, more or less a elf with giant butterfly wings. And who might that gentleman be? Uh, and Alexandria looks. Oh well, the monarch, um, monarch Denston, the Awakened. He's who might I guess, he be? not around in your time. Uh, yeah, well, no, we we ain't never seen anybody with uh, big bug wings like that. So, well, he uh, uh, somehow the uh, looking glass fever, as you as it was called, uh, affected the royal line a little differently. Uh, at least that's the story we are told. <gasps> and he looks around as if he doesn't want to say this to the wrong person. Uh, what a uh, Prince George um, sprouted wings in the. Uh, 1920s and he is he when he ascended the throne he took the title of monarch uh the wings were a bit of a bit of a nod but a uh nose as it were a bit on the nose as it were but uh he wanted to be different um plenty of rumors about uh denston and uh jacoby roll a perception or yeah perception straight perception no writing just if you eric don't remember the name denston it's sounding familiar, but yeah, no. Okay, yeah, roll a perception. Eight. Yeah, that's good enough. Um, Denston was a name mentioned to you uh, in your little dream thing. Oh, that, okay. um Denston, something about Denston wasn't ready yet. Um, let me, actually, I do have a note for this one. Mm. Uh, there, the individual did say uh, at first when he wasn't sure uh, that you didn't um, recognize him. Mm-hmm. Uh, said something about, as you know, Denston is not really yet ready yet. Probably be a few more months or a few more years. Seems like it's a few more years in this case. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I think upon seeing that and hearing the name, he's just going to look to Madame Trafini with a knowing look. Because, you know, he, he did share his vision, his dream. So he would have told uh, them that. But as Amos is distracted by the pretty pictures, you know. <laughs> huh. Um, Interesting. I'll be honest. This this is not really my thing. That's the research, I'm guessing. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, that is the research. Yep. Uh, all right. Uh, any other questions or anything anybody wants to try to find out about before? I, I think that's pretty good. honestly can't think of anything. 
And um, everyone roll uh, awareness. Oh, I have that. <laughs> okay, so um, start with Jacoby. And maybe your, just your sense of hearing is a little better. You think you heard a bit of a ruckus in the distance um, out in the hallway. I'm going to draw my knife and quietly make my way towards the library door. And uh, yeah, Madam Trudini, you definitely see um, Jacoby reacting, I think is how you get your, your nine in this. She kind of like looks up from her book. What is it? What is it? And I think Amos is definitely staring at the butterfly wings thing, maybe. Or he's just over and just flicks Amos in the ear. What Jacoby is it? Puts a fi- Jacoby puts a finger to his lips, and then he taps his ear with, with his knife tip, and then he points to the door. She looks down at the book sadly as she starts to close it. Oh, and the other thing, that's what I forgot. Madame Trefini, you do notice that the orb is, the black part of it is getting smaller and smaller. Yep. It is. Um, your time is getting close to being up. Yep. She taps the orb to let them know. Ding, ding, ding. Well then, I guess we better check it out. And I will uh, sneak out into the hallway. Okay. You're going to roll a stealthy stride, is it? You got it. Okay. <laughs> I just see what the number is. Oh, step nine. Well, that's pretty good. Yeah, you can stealthily... Uh, you notice that there's nothing obvious in the down the hallway here, but there is a bend. Uh, at the end of the bend, it's a bit more of a cave at that point, like opens up quite a bit. Um, so you can, if you want, sneak around the corner and find may probably find somewhere to hide quietly if you want. I'll see what's going on. Yep. Okay. Do you want to gesture anyone else to follow you or anything like that? I was going to say, Jacob, he was going to gesture, uh, what's going to follow anyway. Oh, you can follow quietly. I mean, if you see Amos gets there and doesn't get eaten, it's probably fine. (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm, pretty much. Um, I mean, yeah. I'm going to be as quiet as I can. I don't have selfie stride. Yeah, you can roll dexterity, though. Um, Madam Trifini is not following. <laughs> yeah, you'll Alexandria go, oh my, what's, what's going on? They heard something. He heard something. He's being sneaky, and I'm staying back here. I'm not a fighter. Okay. Uh, Jack of B5 is fine. Um, okay. Almost. Roll uh, awareness. Also, do you have danger sense or anything like that? I do. I think I do. Hold on. No, I don't have danger sense yet. No. Okay. All right. Just curious. Nor do I. Six is okay. Let's see. You're hearing a sound in the distance of walking on a six. Okay. Normal walking or clicky walking? Not clicky. No. Um, As far as you can tell, normal walking. Okay. Uh, And does it sound like a lot or a little? Uh, if you were to guess, probably three individuals between two to four, maybe is the best way to put it when you, you roll a six, so it's kind of vague. (laughs) Yep. Can I take a quick peek around the corner? Yeah. If you want to, uh, let's say roll another stealthy stride. How about that? Stealthy stride. (laughs) (laughs) Five. Woo. Stealthy stride. All right. Five. So that's a competition against something. Perception. Yep. Yeah. Contested by perception. Let's go with Thor's perception. You're all right. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> yeah, you're not noticed at all. Um, wow. wow. You that saw. Was- yeah, you see far off. What you believe at first to be the guard you saw earlier was it one or two that I told you just guys? Just one. That, just one. Okay, so you see three 
actually headed towards you. But it's you don't need to roll to know that there's something wrong about the way they're walking. Uh, it seems very labored. Um, Is it like how the Scarecrow guys were walking? Yeah, it, it does actually remind you of that, actually. Very nice. Okay, I will uh, gesture back to Jacoby. I'll put three fingers up and then do like the the slashy by the throat thing and then kind of motion him back and I'll start pulling back as well. Okay. Okay. He will, you know, do as and he's going to put his knife back and draw his gun. Yeah. Okay. As uh, as I'm going back, I'm going to drop my targeting thing on my goggles and pull my my lovely lovely handgun. <laughs> okay. I will reset initiatives and all that. Um still fairly far off so I'll add uh, marionette so initiative is movement <laughs> it nope. is your dexterity yep. um, minus armor if you have any heavy armor which I know you do I cannot <laughs> nope. okay um, I'm going to whisper into the room it looks like the gods didn't make it and uh, is that your action and then I'm going to uh hold action until they come in and try and surprise them. Okay, good idea. Madame Trefini, what's your reaction to this? Sighing, and she pulls out her her little little gun, and then also reaches into, like, and tucks the orb away carefully as she pulls out a into the same pouch that she keeps her cards in, and then pulls out a single card just to see what she gets for this one. And you'll hear Oyer turn around, because he was in, had his head in a book and just goes, oh, these spirits are packing. Uh, Not spirits. As she pulls out the card. Huh. And they do that? He looks at Alexandria and he's like, I think they're spirits. As she pulls out the card, looks at it. Oh, dear. Hope (laughs) and despair in one. Oh, what was the card? Nine of Swords? Nine of Swords reversed. Hope and despair in one. Well. (laughs) No. This should be interesting, boys. Then she tucks it back away, flicks her hair back over her shoulder as she takes off her reading glasses and tucks them away carefully in her padded pouch as well. Madam, you might want to grab the book. I've already memorized what I need to know. Fair enough. That should be what do you do. Things from the future back. That's just not good. What do I do? Yeah, I think you're on next in the issue. Uh, Amazon. You can hold action if you want, of course. Well, I do have my repeating rifle, which probably puts me at a longer range than um, the gun. Okay. So are you, just to get some positioning here, Amos, are you in the library now or in the hallway? Uh, I am I am actually at the doorway, crouching yeah. out. Okay. So that Jacoby uh, can shoot over top of me if he feels the need. Okay. Just don't and crush I him. do. <laughs> nah, he'll be fine. Um, dwarf. I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's true. Strong back. Yep. Right. Yeah, and uh, I would like to, I would like to apply true shot if I can. Okay, you can in a second. So you do see the first uh, individual. I forgot his name. The guard. Uh, I know I had a name like Gerard or something like that in there, uh, but yes, uh, oh my God. yeah, he comes around the corner, and it's quite obvious he's not walking very normally. Um, this is a lot closer to. Uh, it's not exactly like the straw men, because straw men were not necessarily under control by anyone. But uh, this, you can see now why they might have been called marionettes, because it really does look like a walking puppet. Mm. 
uh, except using a real body. And um, actually, uh, both Jacoby and Amos roll perception awareness. This is another detail that might might change things for you slightly. (laughs) Okay, okay. six, you're okay. And Jacoby. Come on, come on, come on. Both of you, six. (laughs) All right, so the one thing that seems a little off about all this is you have... Uh, you're a little conflicted, I'm going to say, about the expression on this guard's face. Because it does not seem like it's a willing participant in its manipulation. Mm. Uh, what about the ones behind him? Um, same kind of thing. And they do have guns that they are going to be reaching for, though. Oh, fair enough. Uh, <laughs> um, then... It sounds like... I will pop the clip and put in my clip of the my new experimental Dumb-dumb. rounds. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. Let's roll your uh, was it firearms? Yeah, I'll do a double shot. Okay, uh, uh, which puts me down to this. The first one's normal, and the second one takes a hit, right? First one's normal, second takes the hit. What's that referring to? For the uh, the two shots, I'm pretty sure it was minus one. Oh yeah, yeah. Minus one, right? Sorry, tech, the second one is weaker. Is what you yeah. Mean. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> First shot. Wait. Wow. Okay. Let me see how many successes that oh one is. God. <laughs> Noah's back. 27 on... Yeah, all right. So that's three extras. Okay, so that's a plus... Uh, that's your staging. Uh, it's five normally, but it drops it down to a three. So <laughs> uh, plus nine. That's still good. That is still pretty damn good. Uh, what is that the damage is... on those? Uh, sorry, just get a... Uh, damage is step 11 plus 9 is 20. Okay. 21. Wow, 21. Okay. And that is non-lethal um, damage. Non-lethal. Alright. It is uh, I'd say it probably going to hit this guy in the chest but not the uh, maybe on the right side. Uh, their right side. Um, and it knocks him right out actually. He's on the floor. Oh, then I will shoot the next one. <laughs> 7 will miss. Alright. All right, Jacoby, or sorry, Madame Truffini was holding action next, but I uh, guess I wasn't holding much. an action, really. Oh, okay. No. Then Jacoby. Okay. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot as well. Uh, my my repeating rifle also has a has the whole rate of two things, so I can shoot twice with one at a uh, lower. Um. Is attack step nine? Oh, eighteen. Okay, that will hit with uh, two extra successes. Or sorry, actually one. Off by one. One extra success. (laughs) Still. So that puts my damage to ten then, yeah? Uh, It's plus plus staging, whatever your staging is. Yeah, your staging, I thought, should be four or five with the dum-dums because they had one. Oh, okay. I didn't actually put down the staging for the repeating rifle. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's four. Okay, so you add plus four to your okay. typical damage for that. And are these okay, also so stun is... damage things? Is nope. that what this is? Nope. 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 Oh, all right. No. <laughs> he does not have the <laughs> experimental rounds. Okay. No, these are the dum-dum rounds. Okay. That's basically uh, the lethal damage force, this one, then. Yep. Right. All right, roll it. So that makes it an 11, because 9 plus the 4. Okay, 7. All right, so you hit, a, hit an arm, I think, in that one. Okay. And, I will uh, take my uh, my second because I do have the two since it's a repeating rifle. Uh, all right. So while all of this was happening, um, you saw the two um, who are still on their feet 
just as Jacob, he shot one of them. Um, as the other fall, fell, because I think um, in terms of order of operations here, it would make sense. Amos takes a shot, then Jacob, he takes a shot. Uh, and as Amos's uh, first victim fell, um, the other two scream in a very unsettling, um, gurgling voice and uh, seem to be more determined now. Oh, goody. And let's see here. Yeah, that's that's And then, yeah, Jacob, you, uh, after that shot, then Amos would have taken his second shot and missed. And during the next round. Oh, he still gets to take a second shot, though. Oh, yeah. yeah take your I, second I, shot. I Sorry. And the marionettes didn't go. That's the other one. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> they should do something. Other um, than scream. Other than scream. They should at least get closer, dang it. Yep. Right. So I just I just shoot again. Uh, yes. With a minus, minus one. Minus, minus one. one. Okay, so step eight. Oh, did you not do true shot? You said you were going to do true shot. I did. Oh, you did. Okay. I got so... No, 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 no. I mean, I did say I wanted to do that. Yeah. So roll true shot. Uh, we'll retroactive, at least for this one. There's one karma point. And if there is extra successes involved, I'll just apply some more damage to that last one. Yeah, it'll still be at minus okay, one. So it makes a true shot test as their ranged attack test. Yep. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, if the test oh. result is not high enough to achieve success against the target number, character must spend another karma point, roll or uh, roll the karma die, add it to the test oh, result. Oh, I see. That's the thing to make sure you hit for sure. So you yeah. don't have to worry about rolling that now then, um, unless you really, okay. really want that second shot to hit. Uh, well, I haven't rolled the second shot, so... Um, so I'll leave it as an option. You can basically guarantee that you'll hit the second time by using true shot. You know, I, I think it's I might how much, how much read up on that. And yeah, I don't have much, so probably not. Okay, so just roll the second shot. And 11 actually is going to hit. Okay. Yeah, so true shot we haven't dealt with because we haven't had archers in Earthon yet uh, in our campaign. So what right. it is is basically it guarantees you're going to hit, but you're going to burn just, so much karma. You just spend <laughs> karma until you hit. Yep. Right might switch that out then as as nice as that is i don't have a lot of karma to go through oh you will um uh you, you should get you get, you'll gain at every uh profession level in fact you went up a profession level recently so you should have your increase in karma pool kind of um okay and then and it's good sometimes as a cowboy to be able to guarantee you're going to hit something at the right moment I think. Yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. That's this fair. isn't that moment though is it no <laughs> for, no for damage <laughs> doesn't seem that way no uh, so you hit, but, um, let's see. Yeah. I just kind of ding one in the, we'll say the shoulder, uh, slight graze basically. Um, but it looks like I go, uh, first this round. So yeah, this I next round. Shots. <laughs> but first I have to have the marionettes go, which is Yay! right from the last, turn. uh, they're going to charge at you. Uh, the two of them that are up, they're both, um, at the same time, simultaneously saying, bring us the orb. And uh, one of them lunges Ooh. at. Um, let me go Amos first. Uh, they're aggressive. So 13, 13, does that hit Amos? That does hit. Do I want to avoid blow? Uh, uh, what's my skill on that? Uh, where is it? One thing you did notice, they both had the same voice. Actually, you know what? No, I don't care. I'll just take it. Okay. And minus armor. Uh, yep. one. That was a wise uh, decision. <laughs> yeah, they do have guns, but we'll say one pistol whips you, basically. Okay. <laughs> I will I will take it. <laughs> and next, uh, Jacoby, you got one coming at you. 
Okay. It's going to try to hit you with the butt of a rifle, we'll say. Because the things controlling this has a hard time with aiming and guns, I think. That's but, fair. But of a weapon? Yeah, 14. Yeah, it's I don't also have difficult to aggressively shoot, too, so. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. I don't have a void blow, so. No, you can raw dex if you really want to. Uh, you'll take a point of strain, but hitting 14 might be difficult with a step six, I'm assuming. Uh, yes. So, but, you know, it, it's 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 an option. Yep. Point of strain. Or nope. Is gonna, nope. All right. So take a point of strain. Oh, uh, uh, don't forget the point of strain for the second shot either. Yeah, that too. Right. Thank you. I uh, take nine minus your armor, physical armor. Uh, Which is so nothing. I just have my uh, my rugged outdoor clothing. Okay. Oh dear. Is that a wound for you at all? Wound threshold's eight. So wound. Woo. So, but no knockdown test. Uh, yeah. Yep, that'll work. All right. So, you don't need to do a knockdown test because uh, you basically take a wound as uh, you got a basically a maybe a cracked <laughs> maybe a cracked rib out of this um, from the butt of the, the rifle hitting your chest. Mm-hmm. And next round, well, we did the roll already, and Jacoby, you're first. And if they're that close, I'm going to wallop them. All right, go for walloping. See how you like it. And I'm going to take my repeating rifle and rifle butt him in the face. Um, guessing that's strength because... Yeah, unless you have melee have... weapons, improvised I, weapons. Actually, it's, isn't it dex? Or is it just raw dex? Improvised improvised. Oh, uh, you know what? I think unarmed combat is how improvised weapons works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was, I was, I, I chose. I was thinking of choosing true shot and thrown weapons for my uh, novice skills, if I understand how to do that correctly. So I still have two free. Yeah, and um, I could say unarmed combat, which makes sense, but I didn't. You can. You can. I didn't feel like cheating and saying, you know. should be raw decks. You can go aggressive. Yeah, you can go aggressive. You just take a point of strain, you get plus three. Yeah, sure. Why not? Lower if it lower physical defense, of course, but uh, you're hand to hand already, so Yeah. Uh well either way it's six. Um plus three to nine. Yep. Uh six is gonna miss. And uh it would take you'd swing and a miss on that one, basically. I think you take your what was it, rifle? Uh-huh. And you really hand. You're surprised how well it was able to dodge you on this. Um, just because, you know, it, you get a sense now that you're very close up that it, it really looks like their their face and their motions their face are making do not match the mm-hmm. what their body is doing. Um, mm-hmm. So you're not sure if someone's been knocked out and then being controlled or if they're just weakened and controlled or something like that. But you get a sense from how you're looking at these people is they're not, they're not able to say anything, but they're not in control of their own body right now. Okay. And I'm guessing the strain goes for damage, not wounds on the sheet. Oh yeah. Damage. Uh, yep. Damage. yep. Yeah. One just wound. one damage. Okay. Yep. Well, no, I got, I got, um, one strain for this, for the two shots. Oh yeah. And then, uh, yeah. And another strain for going aggressive this yep, round. Yeah. Consider damage. Yep. I think I have three strain. It is considered in the system as a stun damage, so you can recover it with willpower later. That's okay, one difference. Okay, I will take a shot apiece. All right. Okay. 12 will hit. Okay. Are you kind of point blank? Yep. Just blasted them from short, <laughs> short range. <laughs> Basically taking a step back and, yeah. Uh, 
That was 11. Yes. <laughs> Why is that not working? Why? Okay, first one. All right, is that the damage? Yeah. Six. Okay. Uh, and, all right, six minus armor. And second shot, nine. Oh, nine will hit. Best hit. Just yes. barely. Just barely. These shots on the same individual that uh, Jack could be hit or a different one? Uh, one for, the first one is the one that's on me, and the second one is the one that's on him that he already okay. shot. Shoot, shoot. All right, second one there. All right. Seven will hit. That'll sting nicely. Uh, and who's up next? All right, Madam Trefini. So you see a commotion at the door. Um, you heard something in the hallway, and now you hear it again, and you see uh, both their mouths moving at the same time, saying, bring us the orb. And uh, roll an awareness. No. Three. Okay. You miss a bit of a flub in the uh, in what they said. They, they kind of repeat it, but uh, you didn't notice um, the difference there. We're going to go next with... Uh, do Mary I say her? Yeah, go ahead. What do you want to do? <laughs> Sorry, um, I forgot the part. No problem. She is actually going to cast. Oh, wow. All right. What are you casting? Ooh. Read thoughts. Oh, neat. Okay. Yeah. On... Uh, one of them. Uh, so I'm okay. taking that those are the two that were the external ones, not the guard guy we had met, right? No, he's sleeping. He's knocked out. Yeah. So <laughs> he's sleeping. So I'm going to use read thoughts on one of these two. Yeah, okay. We'll go with the closest one. Yeah. Okay, so spell casting. I just have to remember how to do this. Been a while. Yeah, I think you rolled the skill as if you were using spell oh. casting. Okay, so spell slots. And I can use karma on this, right? Yep. Sounds like a magical talent, which usually means karma. Yeah. Yep. Sometimes it's Ooh. required. So. Yeah. Wow. 17 is definitely going to hit, and I'll see how much. This is against mystic defense. Oh, these have a low mystic defense. All right, so you two extra successes on that. Okay. Let, let us look up the read thoughts and see what you get from this. Yeah. Read person's surface thought. The magician makes spellcasting as a target's mystic defense. Um, let's see. Target's mystic defense, one round, range feet. Three points of strain, though. Yes, I was just marking uh, that. If successful, magician makes an effect test against the mystic defense. Bonus plus one step per success scored on the spellcasting test. All right, so you get plus, I said two successes, was it? I said yes. Plus two to the effect test. Uh, now, remind me, effect test, how is that done? Is that just the skill rolled again? Oh, they're, they're yeah. Or is it's there a separate already, thing? No, there's no there's no separate test. Um, the effect test is the is against the uh, because it's a, a skill, yep. not a not a spell. There's no spell casting. It's just the effect test, and then you go. Uh, okay. To, All right. So yeah. don't need to do that. No. Nope. So with two extra successes, the magician knows the subject about which the target is thinking and can follow yep. the train of thought for the duration of the effect. Okay. Interesting. All right. So yes. Uh, all right, the subject that they are thinking uh, does not match what they are saying at all. Um, you're reading the thoughts of someone who is panicked and not in control of themselves. Okay. So it's just mutter behind the guys, loud enough that they can hear. They really are just puppets. It's not. The, the bodies aren't what's... The brain... The person isn't what's moving their own body. They're still in there. Try not to kill. And next marionettes are going to try to break past um, Amos and Jacoby to try to reach Minotrophini. Uh, 
Yeah, so you two are at the door, so I'm gonna maybe have you both, if you're trying to block the door, roll strength test to hold them back. Unless you have something like maybe if you wound balance, you can make an argument that might work too. But uh, do I have anything that would make sense? Hold on, good question. Try to keep them from breaking by. <laughs> Otherwise, I think we'll do a contest of strength. I think animal handling. <laughs> <laughs> So why don't we just do a contest of strength? I'll roll okay. two, um, two step sixes. Uh, so eight and six. All right. So we'll seven see for what me. You got. Yep. Seven yeah. for the eight. We'll see how many successes against each you get there. All right. So fourteen versus thirteen. There. Uh, so what I want to see this as is they're going to be able to break through, but not make an action because they did beat you, but not by very much for both of you. So you're able to hold them back. Uh, enough that they are not actually able to make a real attack this turn and certainly not able to reach Madame Trevini, uh, but they are going to break through the next round. Right. Um, Madam, and might want to find some cover! The Hulk, Hulk uh, uh, Oyer is going to throw a book at one of them and because uh, they're kind of hairy that actually does hit but it's going to be really terrible damage do what uh, you can with what you got yeah because they're they're not hairy but they are being held back and they're kind of in place so yeah one of them takes a bopping on the head for a couple points of damage uh and then uh and then uh yeah Mana <laughs> Trafini, you're next go alright so going to take a shot at one she does have her gun out. So. Awesome. A lovely, lovely step seven. Oh my god, it hit. <laughs> okay, how do I... Okay, so I think there. You have there. You have the heavy pistol with the uh, dum-dum yeah. rounds now, yeah. right? Needs you, know why, you know also why it's good that you hit? Mm -hmm. um, because if you had one less and missed, but beaten someone else's physical defense, you would have shot, shot them. Yep. Yeah. Because <laughs> okay, so you're shooting into combat, so... I am yeah. using Kimi's Defender. Okay, so I believe that's step 10. Is that right? Uh, damage is 8 or 9 with the fancy bullets. Yeah, okay. Good. Okay. So, 9... for 8. Alright. Um, and then she is going to back up to try to get as far away from them as she can, sort of some sort of cover <laughs> as best she can yep. in this library tip over one of the tables yeah there's a yeah. table that's turned over actually you can use this cover yep. um that uh our hulking giant um oyer has thrown over yep. and he, he's also hiding behind yeah, she's Although, gonna mutter to him i think they want something i have <laughs> oh <laughs> you'll say yes i don't think we want them to get it oh um <laughs> and almost um well, since they're totally not paying attention to me, I'm going to step behind it and blindside it. All right. One of them is kind of struggling uh, after Benetrafini hit it, uh, starting to fall over and not be able to hold itself up, whereas the okay. other is definitely able to hold itself up. I will step behind the other one and shoot it. All right. Roll that. Uh, what's blindside? Is that plus two? Plus two. Actually, okay. sorry. No, it's minus two for its physical. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Okay. First shot. Yes, so that's two extra successes. And that is plus six, so that should be 17. Oh. Nine, okay. So it hurts. Uh, let me think, is that a wound? It is. All right. So it is 
going to lurch, but not actually say ow like you would expect or something like that, like a person would. Mm. But it does lurch a bit and is struggling a bit. And you can take a okay. second shot. I sure will. That will hit. Uh, let me think. So, yeah, that's an extra success. Okay. So that's a 13, yeah. Oof. 23, okay. These are with the stun rounds or no? They sure are. Okay. So, yeah, describe your knockout shot, I guess. Well, I basically take a step behind him, uh, shoot him in the shoulder with the first shot, and then shoot him basically point right blank, right dead center in the back with the second, and just basically <laughs> knock him right over. <laughs> nice. And as he falls over, um, everyone roll awareness. Yay! Uh, you crit fell in awareness. I did. That's awesome. I'm like, yeah, totally got him in the back. Oh my god. Okay. I I think I know how you crit fail in awareness. <laughs> okay. Um, and I think the other two are get very distracted by a certain detail. In fact, I think yeah, your critical failure is going to be more of a narrative critical failure. Um, that you failed to notice something. Um. And that everyone else is kind of distracted enough also by this, uh, but that almost is going to take the brunt of this because of it. Um, yeah, on the 10 and 12, Jacoby and Madame Trefini, you both hear a very disturbing crackling sound coming from uh, the the victims as they, after, they're on the ground and you... Notice that they bas- basically control has been let go of them. They're not twisting and turning anymore, but there's this disturbing crackling sound suddenly, like almost their bones are being cracked. Ew. And um, Amos, you, you hear that same sound from the one out in the hallway behind you as well, too. And uh, But you fail to notice uh, because of that sound uh, another individual behind you who is dressed all in robes and covered in bones um, as adornments and skulls, um, who is going to reach out at you. Salutations and valedictions for the Boneyards and Boojums project are narrated by Kenneth Eckel of PRRP. For Creative Commons music credits, please see episode notes.